man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. No, none taken. That is right, none taken. I am the Movie Moron, and this is the Movie Moron Podcast, and I am your host, Easton Moore. I'd like to purchase some of your finest beer, please. I would. <laughs> Very much would. Um, and then with us uh, over here to the right is our brand new part-time co-host. Um, brand new. Not, he's been a guest a couple times, but brand new coming on for the first time as a co-host, Brandon. Do you want an autograph or something? Wow. <laughs> it's coming on a little strong, asking for an autograph for your first show as a co-host, but well, I guess warranted. Um, and then, yeah, our all-time guest who's been around for uh, three years, um, Tristan. I'm all yours. Oh. Okay. Spicy. Yeah, I'll leave that for a little bit later, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, those were all DC drops because we're doing, I guess, a DC movie. So, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're doing Blue Beetle. But beforehand, uh, there's going to be new artwork in the podcast room, so I wanted to show it. Look at that. Because a friend bought it for me as a gift. Gorgeous. It's it's my boy, po- Porco Rosso. He's my favorite. Um, just moved up to my number one favorite movie on Letterboxd. So. Ooh. Wow. Because Michael I Keaton, love? Michael Keaton's other superhero. Porco is he really? Is he Porco Rosso? He I is? can never figure out who yeah, yeah. the American cast is because on Letterboxd they have the yeah the Japanese yeah, yeah. cast, um, and I always watch them on English, so I have to like actually uh-huh. look. And every time I always forget to forget to look who does all the Porco Rosso stuff. Um, but we just watched a movie with uh, like the main pirate. Uh, we watched the Pacifier, and he's the wrestler. Oh, uh, Brad Garrett, yeah, aka Big Brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. Is the yes. Only, is yes. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we watched The Pacifier on vacation because, <laughs> because I guess out of state, like meaning out of the U.S., we just went out of the U.S. We went to Jamaica for a vacation, yeah. and apparently, like half of the streaming services and Vudu and everything doesn't work out of the U.S. Okay, so yeah, the only thing we could watch was Netflix and uh, Disney, Disney Plus, and uh, Netflix was out of. Freaking me out. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Is that a bug? It's oh, huge. Okay. That's a grasshopper. Yeah. From, so all that I saw was I was looking at Easton, and it was like a shot out of a horror movie. Yes. Just like you slowly moved into frame, looking at something. Yeah. No, I had the same. I had the same view. <laughs> and, it's uh, a big boy. I always freak out because I hear things through my headphones, and I'm like, okay, someone's uh-huh. breaking into our house. <laughs> um. So yeah, she was sorry. giving me those vibes, but no, sorry. it's just a little grasshopper chilling in our um. Hallway. I think that's a cricket. That, that's the same thing. Grasshoppers are green and nicer. Sorry. <laughs> I feel on. like okay. I feel like grasshoppers are meaner. They're they're spikier. But do you only feel that way because of a bug's life? There's no, I just feel that way because they. I feel like they have spikier legs, mm. and so they cut you. I yeah. think the color makes them more friendly. <laughs> that's okay, fair. if that's the case, then you would love butterflies. Mm, I roasted. Don't. Um, <laughs> she hates them actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe okay. Maybe that's a story for another podcast. But <laughs> why fair. the animosity towards butterflies? I guess they, when we watch just... Blue Butterfly instead of Blue Beetle, we'll go over it. <laughs> okay. No, it's. Oh, just, I was like, I'll keep it to myself if I need to. They're just agile. No, they're just so fast. Yeah, they're and agile. I, I'm like, it. They just. It just freaks me out. Okay. I don't like bugs in general, okay. but butterflies. They're just. They just. I don't know. It just and like, if out. you actually look at them close, they do look kind of creepy. They're, moths they're, are terrifying. Oh, I know that too. They're very close. Yeah, I, I can't stand a moth. Yeah, but like, we went into a butterfly uh, dome. 
Like Omaha, a, like one of those like sanctuary Zoo. things you can yes. walk through. Omaha yes. Zoo has yes, yeah. So we went to that yeah. one. And the they, Omaha Zoo they is they gorgeous, by the way. Freak me out, man. Yeah. <laughs> they just freak me out so bad. And then there's Easton behind me, like tickling my arm, making mm-hmm. me think butterflies are getting <laughs> on me. I'm screaming because they tell you like if they fly on you, that's totally fine. Just be mm-hmm. you know still and don't crush it, okay. <laughs> and you're good. Um, and so they do sometimes land on you, and you just kinda, mom was laughing at me. Oh yeah, I think everyone was laughing. <laughs> everyone at you, was probably. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for having me on, guys. That was really fun. <laughs> I'm, glad we, I'm glad we got into it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, we're doing Blue Beetle, um, yeah. the new DC movie. Uh, and I don't really know much of this cast, to be honest, other than our boy George Lopez. Um, I haven't really seen many other people. Um, Susan Sarandon's pretty popular. Yeah, Susan Sarandon's great. Yes, she is. Yeah, yeah she is. I more. the only so the only person from the lead cast and i'm sure we'll get into this that i that i know is uh uh the young man that plays blue beetle himself mm. uh he's Zola. apparently on cobra kai oh. that's, the, that's the big thing that he's uh he's okay. known for prior to this but which is I a have, big thing it is a big thing cobra Kai's it's huge. a very big thing yeah yeah i've never seen it myself but i haven't I, uh, I was curious what else he had done so yeah. i was looking that up today that makes sense um, so yeah, uh, that's why we did all the DC drops, um, cause we're doing the DC movie blue beetle, um, which is may or may not be a part of the new James, not James Gunn. Um, yeah, James no, Gunn. James Gunn. Yeah. yeah. James Gunn, DCU. Uh, I think all that's still up in the air, whether or not this and, um, Shazam mm-hmm. are kind of a part of it. We don't know yet, but, uh, they still, oh, and the flash, which I haven't seen yet. And I'll be surprised if we see Ezra Miller in anything after. They really, they, they kept pushing it. I know, but. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, and I really don't want to with how bad of reviews I've seen. And then the people that say that it's fine, and I'm like, I don't believe you. It's very bad. Yeah, I know. Every, everyone, yeah. I don't want to say too much because I don't want my friends that liked it to be mad at me. <laughs> but, yeah, I won't say anything further. So, yeah, let's get right into uh, reviewing Blue Beetle. What did you guys, how did you guys like it? Just general thoughts uh, of Blue Beetle. I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I thought it was perfectly fine. It's the kind of thing that, like, I, I people talk about superhero fatigue a lot, and the reason why I think it's true for at least me as an individual is that whenever it was solely focused on the family, I lit up. I was like, mm-hmm. this is excellent. I loved the chemistry between the family. I thought they were really charismatic, really funny. And then the second I saw a super suit or super <laughs> villain or superpower, I got very schluffy. I was mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, mm-hmm. let's just get to the next, uh, the next scene with the family. But, uh, but I thought it was that that's not to say that I thought it was bad. It's just, uh, not the not the kind of thing that I I find myself going to see all that much anymore. Yeah, Tristan. Yeah, uh, I thought it was bad, but <laughs> I really liked it. Um, I I actually really did enjoy it. I was just like, this is not great film, and I this is my own opinion. Even though I heard you and Austin talking about it okay. earlier, but I did think this individually. Okay. That it was like, it was very uh, cliche, mm-hmm. and it's like every trope. I'm not one to like guess what's gonna happen next, and it actually happen. First of all, I don't really guess during movies, but when I do, it either is because it's very obvious and it does happen, or I'm like totally wrong. But it was very obvious in the several times that I <laughs> guessed what was gonna happen. Yeah. Um and the. 
opening scene, the acting in the opening scene was so horrible. <laughs> like literally so bad in the snow. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, when they were like using a laser to open yeah. up a giant thing that they never explained and that I'm sure yeah. will come up in future Blue Beetle adventures. But I, Anyway. I'm sure that'll happen. Future yeah. <laughs> Blue Beetle Adventures. <laughs> uh, this movie made $43 million on a $110 million budget, so I I doubt. So far, that's just, you know, opening so weekend. So far. But usually if you don't make your money first weekend, you're not looking a sequel down the road. So Anyway, it yeah. was really bad. It was rough. Susan Sarandon in the beginning, I'm so sorry, but you're, it was horrible. Just she at the is, beginning? She is sleepwalking through yeah. this movie. <laughs> Susan Sarandon, at various points, I was like, she has no idea where she is, <laughs> yeah. what her character is. I was Do like, you, I mean, God bless her. She's she's an Oscar winning actress. She doesn't have to care about this, but, but like it. But I mean, yeah. it's also just it like rough. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> a lot of these scenes, I'm sure she was just standing in a green screen or a sure. blue screen room, so she probably didn't know where she's she was. She's also been acting for like a super long time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she's a legend. She can she can sleepwalk through whatever she wants. <laughs> yeah, but it was rough. It was obvious. It was, yes. And I was like, oh, no, if this is the rest of the movie, this is going to be a long ride. But, no, I, I loved the family stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Although we did make a connection to, I think you did. Oh, yeah. No, this is uh, definitely just... Uh, Fast and Furious in a superhero movie. Yeah. I mean, the just family aspect. I gotta give. I gotta give. I gotta set this family a cut above the, <laughs> our Fast family. What in terms of yeah? What? In terms of like believability. But, but, but the <laughs> amount of times they said, you know, it's just the. It's just they've got the same trope of we are going to overcome sure. because of family. Yeah. Yes, and I mean, uh, I like, still loved it. The amount of times you know. family yeah. was said, I it, I think the over under would be set at ten, and it would destroy yeah. that. Who needs who needs things when yeah. you have family? Says the hundred and fifty million dollar blockbuster superhero movie, which is mm-hmm. yeah. more than a little ironic. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, but I'm I I had a guy. I had a good time. I had a fun time. Yeah, <laughs> no. I, I'm not lying. No, I don't. Okay. I don't think you are either. I also did enjoy it. Um, however, I do think it was just every single standard superhero trope you could put into a movie. They just did. Um, and what makes it still enjoyable is that at least it was done well. Sure. It's just, it wasn't any, like you never got anything new. Um, and I think that's its biggest problem. Nothing was really original to it. Um, I do think the, uh, the actual like suit takeover thing was, Probably the most fun yeah. part. That was the most interesting, mm-hmm. unique thing. Freaking out in the kitchen. Yeah. 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 That was, all that was great. Um, but then it also lasted way too long um, with the flying part um, and got, and then it got tropey again with, mm-hmm. with how it took over and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think the CGI was aggressively bad, which is something we've gotten with a lot yeah. of superhero movies and was glad that we got away from that for because this is a very high action film with a lot mm-hmm. of CGI and it doesn't look like dog water, which was very nice. I was yeah. glad to not... It's actually be, bright and colorful yeah. and, and visually interesting, which a lot of superhero movies now aren't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the ones that are, like it's almost a, like the movie's a goof. Yeah. Thinking of, you know, Love and Thunder or... Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, Wakanda Forever is also very bright and over... But, like, also the CGIs usually aren't very good as well. Like, I'm sure. 
And I think that, like, I never once was watching this movie like, ooh, that CGI look. Like, yeah, yeah. For a while, superhero movies, I've been like, this does not look good. And this one, I was like, yeah, no, it, like, I'm, it looks fine. I'm, I'm not actively thinking about how bad the CGI is. Sure. And that's just what I want. I don't want to be thinking about how yeah. actively bad it is. There is and one. There's one VFX shot in this movie that uh, that did like send up my radar mm. a, a little bit, and it is the CG flamingos that are outside. Oh of my the gosh! Nation. Yes. Did you notice those? Yes, I did. This, like I, I don't know. I don't know why I was looking for them. Maybe that is a criticism of the movie. <laughs> but like when I saw the, I thought I noticed them the first time we cut to the exterior of that house, which I'm sure we'll get into a little bit more later. But uh, the first time we cut to the exterior of that house, I was like. Those are fake flamingos. And then we cut away, and I was like, hmm. maybe yeah. I was like, maybe I didn't see what I th- what I thought I did. And then we cut to that same the establishing shot again, it. and then I saw it, and I was like, those are CG <laughs> flamingos. That's, like, yeah, because yeah. the only CGI part I noticed was the stairs in that building. Yes, mm. I thought like the textures were pretty smooth. It was just the way that they like. It was just moved. the animation. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that was the only time I was like, oof. But I was like, but also like. You're not going to practically make that. No. So, yeah. like, I was like, that's understandable. Like, but it also didn't yeah. look great. But I was also like, what I just don't get is sometimes how they don't do any kind of practical effects. But I was like, no, you're not going to. Mm-hmm. That, that that has yeah. to be CGI. Sure. And, and it's also in context a little bit. Like. And it's also a little nothing. That, yeah. that was just, well, that was yeah. the only thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And honestly, one of the things that I did notice uh, throughout the movie is that I think we talked about this a little bit uh, during our, our Fast X episode, but one of the biggest detriments to uh, CG in these big blockbusters, especially in the last 10, 15 years, is that they will do large scale things practically, but then they will muddy them up with mm. digital effects yeah. or set extensions or things like that to the point that the practical effects just don't look real. Yeah. And throughout the the fights in this movie, schluffy as they made me, I did notice that like a lot of the explosions and impacts and things like that were all practical. And they looked really good they weren't muddied up yeah you didn't you didn't see a bunch of additives that that took away from it until we get into the very end but i mean you know it's the end of a superhero movie so yeah. it's gonna be lots of lots of uh cartoon people in super suits <laughs> yeah it was definitely that yeah. i was not a fan of the last fight but yeah. um so yeah i did actually thought that was fine but uh yeah, it is just superhero tropes over and over again. Also, the acting, I think, is one of the worst parts of the movie. I think the maid kid did fine. I mm-hmm. thought the sister was awful. Really? Really? You thought she was awful? I thought she was awful. I didn't hate anybody in the family. Oh, I okay. thought they were all fine. I didn't either. Yeah. I'm, well, <laughs> the friend that went with us hated the whole family. He thought they all did terrible. <laughs> really? um, but I think he was kind of just a hater on the film How in dare he talk about George Lopez that way? <laughs> <laughs> he said George yeah. Lopez was the only one he liked just uh-huh. because it's like he, this is the first time he's seen him since, like... I loved that he was in this movie. Yeah. His character was obviously ridiculous, but... Um, it was perfect for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was he was totally fine. Um, but yes, the the mom and the sister, I was not a fan mm-hmm. of. I thought okay. the, yeah, I thought the, the na- I thought the mom was a little rough. Yeah, and I thought the nana was Sometimes. was great. She was obviously a bit, but I thought she was a good one. Sure. Yeah. Um, and I thought the dad at least was good, and it did seem to be much more supposed to be a father do- uh father son thing. So mm-hmm. at least he did a good enough job. So the gotcha. major <laughs> family person did the yeah the. Major lifting when it comes to acting there, but, um, yeah, uh, yeah, R- really, really tropey. Also, really cringy with some of the dialogue, especially with the uh, 
um, just how they're supposed to do the commentary between the poor and the rich. Some of that stuff mm, was kind yeah. of, kind of, I don't know. Some of it felt a little out of touch, but then they kind of got me in the middle of it. See, one of my biggest uh, anxieties going into the movie was that so much of the marketing um, and uh, a lot of the sort of talking head stuff ahead of the movie coming out was about how this is the first Latino superhero in a, a big budget blockbuster. And so I was worried. I was like, oh, it's corporate speak for come see our movie because we are good people because yeah. we created a Latino superhero. But something that I was really impressed by was how consequential uh, his ethnicity is to the actual stakes of the movie. Mm -hmm. Like it's something that's baked into the fabric of yeah. not just the character, but also yeah. uh, all the relationships around him. It seems to actually mean something. And I was like, hmm, okay, well that's that's okay. And then at a certain point, it just all becomes kind of a Can muddy metaphor for gentrification. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't go where I was hoping it was going to go, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about when we get into spoilers, but yeah. um, And it does get a little stereotypical, I think at times, here and especially there, yeah. towards the end, um not necessarily in a bad way. It just mm. kind of gets cliché with like this is a Hispanic family and we're just going to have all the Hispanic tropes. Like sure, yeah. They just kind of, yeah. They just kind of have some generic yeah. Hispanic tropes in there uh, thrown at the end. That didn't feel like they added anything. They just kind of threw it in. Gotcha. Um, in my opinion, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Also, where was this supposed to even be? What city was this supposed to be? Because this so it was like uh, I, I city. Yeah, I I I chalked it up to just being like a. Um, uh, a DC made like, up city, LA transplant. Like, okay, like you know. but in, but they they're not in the US. I yeah, know. I think yeah, they're in the US. They are supposed right. to. He be. went to so um, he went uh, to he, he went to, he went to, to Gotham law, City. He went to law yeah. school in Gotham. So mm -hmm. and I I mean that's the thing is that like the the US map uh, in DC is just <laughs> like so confusing because like in some movies it seems like every filmmaker that has their hands on a DC property they make whoever that superhero's city is they make it what they grew up around or where they live so like. Gotham has been like Chicago and it's also <laughs> been New York yeah. and it's been like Boston and it's been all of these places. So you never really know where Gotham is, gotcha. but except so, for Metropolis. Metropolis is always New York. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's not supposed to be a legitimate city on the U S right. Or like, it's In, not a legitimate city. Like I a mean, real city? I, I, no, no, no. It's not supposed to be a real city. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So no, it's, no, no, they no. made up a city. Yes. Yeah. See, because yeah, yeah. they never... I actually thought that this wasn't supposed to be in the U.S. Like, they were in, like, Panama or mm. uh, Mexico or Cuba. I and because so. Because they, they shipped them off to law school. But they also uh, uh, they also make a point of mentioning uh, that the family has crossed the border at one point. So that's true. Yeah. yeah they so did, so I, do I that. from from then I, I I just assumed that it was in that's fair the U.S. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> yeah that that's fair. It just uh, yeah. And see, that's where this stuff gets muddy. Is that you like you? There's one line in there. I guess you have to you have to make it the U.S. for the commentary to work, but that creates a disconnect between the commentary and the the subject because it's not really the US that we're seeing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Am I well, making any sense at all? It, it creates like, kind of a like a logic disconnect that 
It also, like, it seemed like it was overseas or not U.S.-based stuff because of how absolutely insane and illegal the things that this company was doing. And that's usually something that, like, <laughs> so it made it seem like, okay, we have an offshore business uh-huh. that doesn't have to deal with U.S. laws. And that's how we're getting gotcha. away with this stuff. They mentioned- and that's how a lot of, like, that's how a lot of movies do that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, we're doing all these illegal things, but it's out of the U.S., so, like, sure, the government can't come after us. They kept referring to it as the Keys, so maybe yeah. it was supposed to be, like, a Florida transplant, mm-hmm. something like that. I have they no idea what the Keys were. <laughs> they also mentioned at one point that they, um, they referenced Cuba. That's why I they reference Cuba yeah. as being a real place. That island that they go to yeah. that gets blown to smithereens. They, <laughs> uh, they spoilers, uh, but they they mention that it is uh, that it's like a, a, an extension of Cuba. Uh, yeah, so that also makes it confusing. Yeah. Hey. Anyways, I don't know. these okay. are things we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> the main I know that I know this is what you tune into this podcast yeah. to figure out, but uh, but thankfully I at least got my answer question of is it a real city? And that's what I was it's like. Not. I'm pretty sure it's not, um, but I just wanted to make sure because uh, I'm like this also does not look like any city that's uh, anything remotely yeah. real. Because when you gotcha. first pull up to it, I'm like, oh, he's going to like Dubai. That's what this is mm. supposed to be. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, because, like, that's really the only place that's that crazy when it comes to its skyscrapers and technology and, and stuff like gotcha. that. Um, and then, yeah, it very quickly was not that. So, yeah. Yeah. But I also didn't know much about this movie because it wasn't. I didn't know squat about it. I feel like this movie was extremely undermarketed. I didn't even so. know it was DC. Really? See, I've, I. You've been seeing it all I mean, over. Well, yeah, I've been seeing it all over. I've I've not been seeing like online marketing or anything like that. But every time we go to the movies, we see like a poster and mm. a trailer mm. what? in front of whatever. We're I seeing. feel like that's just I don't kind of when you go to a like a movie theater, I don't mm. consider that really marketing because like they're just going to show the movies they're showing. Gotcha. So like I think of marketing of like okay, what do I see on TV? What do I see on Twitter? What do I see on YouTube? Uh, what do TikTok. I see on TikTok? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do I see people talking about? What do I see paid promotions on all of those websites? No one is talking about this. Movie. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. Well, I I do follow a lot of movie people on Twitter, and so sure. I have seen, and all I was seeing was like super positive stuff, and so I was uh-huh. went in with fairly higher expectations, and it kind of what I've been what I've been didn't seeing get there. more than anything is shock. From people, I've been mm. seeing a lot of people that went in expecting it to be terrible, mm. saying that they were surprised by by mm. how at how least good it was. was. Yeah. Um, well, it has an ex- insanely high audience Rotten Tomato score, with like a ninety three percent. Yeah, which is very, 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 very generous. And <laughs> and the thing is, like, um, I, I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, when I was jotting down some notes about the movie and the question of like whether or not I would recommend it. And I think that whether or not someone is willing to recommend it is kind of moot with something like Blue Beetle because you know whether or not you want to see it by virtue of what it is. You know what I mean? Like with at this point with superhero movies, you're either interested in seeing it uh, or you're you're not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know that anybody is going to have to sell you necessarily. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do feel like this is a little bit more of an independent project, so I feel like there may be a little bit of like, do yeah. I really need to go see this independent superhero sure, sure. movie? 
Whereas, like, if you're like Guardians like 3. Separate, like, it seemingly separate from a larger narrative. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, gotcha. like, this isn't connected to any other DC project uh, specifically. So, like, but mm-hmm. when people go watch uh, Shang-Chi or Guardians 3 or sure. Wakanda, they're like, oh, I have to go watch this because this is a line of movies leading up to something. I got you. Um, and so, like, I feel like those, it's pretty much impossible to sell someone on because... MCU people are going to go watch an MCU movie mm-hmm. or not. Um, and obviously the bigger ones like Guardians 3 are going to draw more people than... Yeah. Um, and and to that, to, to that end, the opposite must also be true. Mm-hmm. Like if someone is just not interested in the sort of thing that Blue Beetle is, nothing that you say yeah. to them yeah. is going to make them interested. Yeah. 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 And if they're interested, nothing is going to make them uninterested. Yeah. yeah. People know what they want. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you're in between, that's what we're here for. And the that spoiler we're here. Spoiler free. Mm-hmm. So yeah, my overall general thoughts are: I still did have a good amount of. I, I had a, a fun time in the theater. Uh, I did feel like it running a little bit long. I did. I did think that, um, not by much, but I did get myself towards yeah. the end thinking, okay, we've got to. Can we speed this along just a tad bit sure. and get this over? Um, and yeah, extremely predictable uh, with most of its stuff, and. Uh, yeah, I think that's most of my general thoughts. Do you guys have any other general thoughts? Um, no. not really. No. Okay. All right. This does try to do some of the music stuff that Guardians does, and I think it that it those really flop. Hard. I thought it was so funny. Sorry, I'm yelling. <laughs> um, when George Lopez finally shows up, and his song has like um a cowbell in it, and kind of the beat of Lowrider. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I, I guess I didn't notice that. I, didn't I totally. Notice it, it sounded like it sounded so <laughs> similar to Lowrider, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so cool!" Yeah, I don't remember that at all. But okay, last thing I do have to say: uh, this movie has an insane amount of things just happen because they have to, and I think that's the worst part of the movie: is yeah. people just do things because they have to for the movie to progress. Um, there doesn't seem to be a lot of like legitimate, uh, reasoning or like mm-hmm. motivation be- behind their decisions. It's just, this person happens to be able to do this thing so that we can get this thing because we sure. need this thing to get to this other part to get this thing. And like, there's one glaring thing that I thought was super predictable, super <laughs> obvious and should happen that I'll talk about when we get into spoilers. Okay. And then it doesn't and I <laughs> could not believe it. it. It has to do with the end. I'll okay. talk about it when okay. we get to spoilers. But okay. don't let me forget because well, I won't forget because okay. I, I was I was incensed at the end of the movie that this didn't happen. Didn't happen. Okay, okay. Well, I think that is uh, it uh, uh, with our general thoughts. Um, so we're going to give recommendations. Um, even though Brandon just went on a spiel of how our recommendations don't matter, <laughs> um, but I feel like. Uh, we're still going to do it because we want to. Yeah. Um, and then we'll take a short little break or not. We'll see if the ad works. I'm told that it doesn't. But And then we'll be right back for the spoiler part. So do you recommend watching this movie? Sure. Oh, and you can say, like, in theaters, yeah. streaming, I, I mean, buy it on when Blu-ray. It, when it goes to HBO Max, by all means, I think. Yeah. It's, it's, if you're interested in superhero movies, it's worth your time. And if you're that interested, then you're probably going to see it anyway. Yeah, I agree with that. It was, it was, I had a fun time. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, (laughs) I think this is definitely something you can miss in the theater and wait for it to come out. Rent it on 
If you're still a Redbox person, rent it on Redbox <laughs> for Friday night. Wait for it to go to HBO Max. When you order um, your DVD from Netflix. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't do that anymore, Brandon. Okay. Oh, do they not? I'm no. sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, they now do I'm not. Now I'm out of touch. <laughs> Um, wait for it to come out to your library and use your library card to go, go. to go uh, get it for free. They um, still do that. Easy. Yeah, I know. I am aware. <laughs> <laughs> I need to do it more because they have everything. Um, they have upgrade at the library. I know. That's what I'm saying. They have yeah, like everything. I'm, I'm, I'm contributing to <laughs> that. Never mind. Go get upgrade from the library. Don't yes. get this. Um, <laughs> if you walk away with anything, please go to your local library <laughs> and rent upgrade. Uh, for free. Um, but no, I think that this was a perfectly good family movie to watch on like a Friday sure. night. Um, yeah. I think everyone will be at least entertained. Um, you could take grandma and grandpa. You could take mom and dad. Yeah. You know, the little littles, they're, they're all going to yeah. love it. Everyone yeah. sit around the couch, make some popcorn for 25 cents instead of $12 and, and have fun. <laughs> there you go. Have fun at, at home watching this. I, I yeah. would recommend watching this yeah, at home and yeah. I think you'll have a good time. Um, you may scock at some of the dumb, but hey, that's okay. Um, all right, that's the end of our recommendations. Um, yeah, we'll be right back, and then we'll do the spoiler part of the review. I'll be back. All right, we're back uh, after that short little break. Um, and yeah, now we're getting into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and you care about spoilers, now's the time to pause and come back after you've seen Blue Beetle, whether that's uh, in theaters or in HBO Max when it's on it in two months. So, um, okay, let's get into the spoilers. Uh Anything particularly we want to start out with? I know we talked about a lot of um, predictability mm -hmm. uh, throughout the movie and just cliches, so we can get into kind of uh, specifics into those that, uh, yeah. It's uh, kind of the weird thing. There's not really much to spoil because, to <laughs> Tristan's point, going into the movie, you've yeah. got the whole whole road <laughs> laid out in front of you. But the obvious thing that I had mentioned before is how do they not end this movie with that family moving into the, the mansion with the Blue Beetle uh, layer? Yeah. How does... They get their home destroyed yeah. like uh, disastrously it, it, and the the dad dies, which I have to confess, I cried. Oh, <laughs> I, did, I did too. I did not like the movie whatsoever. <laughs> not whatsoever, but I didn't like the movie and I wasn't liking it up to that point, but, so, this, but I did cry. So, I mean, but let's get something straight. Just because a movie makes you cry does not make it good. 100%. There, there yes. are movie. Uh, uh, it is, I'm not going to say it's easy, but it is not extraordinarily difficult to create an emotional moment with people that you've seen on the screen and get you to cry. Because we are human beings that have yeah. empathy. Killing dad is an easy way to get there. And yeah. and it's uh, a term that I did not uh, coin, uh, but it's been called uh, emotional terrorism in movies. Sure. It's yeah. just, it's something that happens in movies. And sometimes it's a perfectly fine thing. Uh, you want a movie to create some sort of emotion out of you, but because it does that, does not inherently make it good. I cried a lot of movies as well. Not like mm -hmm. weep, but I tear up sure. during movies all the time does not usually mean that they're good. I yeah. teared up during this movie. Mm -hmm. um, same way. I, I don't know if it was the dad necessarily. I think there was a time later on. Oh, you, when they all got together and they said, we can cry now. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that, was, a, yeah. that was a tough one. Yeah. Um, so it's still about the father's and death. I but. thought that the movie earned that. I thought that uh, yeah. up to that point, a cliche as it was, I thought like it didn't feel cheap to me, I guess is no. my point. Like I, I thought that the movie had adequately earned that moment and it made narrative sense 
like I mean, like you're charting a course on a map. It makes complete. <laughs> it makes complete sense. Yeah. Um, so, but I I do not understand how they how they don't get the mansion. It's so the that's funny that that's what you took it. I thought it went exactly where it was gonna go. Like, because I was like, oh, she's gonna just buy them a new building. It doesn't matter that their building's gonna be from the moment it like starts and they're they're saying that their house is gonna be taken away. Uh-huh. I'm, and then they meet and they kind of have like a small little fling for a quarter of a second. I'm like, oh, like she is going to buy it. Like she's, she's going to buy it. Yeah. She's going to save mama. the house. Yeah. And then after they like really became a thing and then the house fire, I'm like, this doesn't even matter because she's yeah. just going to pay for the new house anyway. Yeah. Sure. And, and same with the truck, George Lopez's yeah. truck. And that's kind of what I got left with. I was like, we have a multi-billionaire that's in love with your son slash grandson. And you, you bought a truck and you're going to fix up their house. And that's kind of, and a promise to not gentrify the neighborhood. A promise yeah. that she cannot keep. Like that. That's well, she owns the business. Well, sure, but like, who's and it was, to say someone else won't come true. in and, and well, buy up that land? Their or, business or was the one that was buying the land. Yeah. So and, and all of that is, I'm being cynical. Yes. You know, movie guy right now. But at the same time, I thought that the really easy layup at the end of the movie was um, was you know she comes in and she's like, well. I'm not going to be able to fix up your house. And then we're all supposed to be like, oh, no, no. And she goes, but I guess we'll have to settle for this. And then here's the keys to our our old mansion that she says earlier in the movie has been sitting empty for most of her life. Give them that house. (laughs) I've just felt like they set up so much, like how much the family loved that house and all that. So. That would be my guess of why they just kept that because it, and, and I also wanted I I assume that they wanted to say that like living in these neighborhoods is not mm-hmm. a bad thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And I think that's I feel like that I'm just maybe yeah. trying to justify the movie for yeah. them. And they do make a they do make a major point of uh you know people not things over and over and over mm-hmm. again. But that would have been man, it just would have made so much sense. Yeah, you know, no, what I, I, mean? I totally get where you're coming from. Um, but I do because now it just looks like she's hoarding that house <laughs> that has a lair that he needs. Yeah, <laughs> like, true. I'm sure he'll use it. Oh, in, yeah, in the movie yeah, that yeah. we don't, that we'll never Blue, get. Blue Beetle Two or Blue Beetle the HBO Max series or, yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I do find it extremely hilarious that uh she waited till the end to say all this, and not just like, <laughs> not like during the middle of this, like oh hey like. Don't worry about He's your car. Not, yeah. Like, I will totally get you a new one. And like, um, yeah, well, like this first time they go to their house and, and she learns all this information. She doesn't be like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is happening to you. I'll make sure they don't take your house. Sure. <laughs> she just says, I'm yeah. sorry. I didn't know about the beetle. Yeah. Thing. And like, I thought that was a little rough because um, they're trying to make her out to be this like good person. Sure. And she, I'm not saying she isn't, but that was just a layup that they missed. Yeah. Um, of I her like you. being this person, like just being this nice person up the front, up front, not just doing this nice thing because she wants to bang Blue Beetle. So, that's a, well, that's a big thing with like, uh, with characters, like archetypes like Jenny is that, um, basically being anti business or anti old money are easy ways to kind of communicate those things, which they do in, in her case a little bit. She doesn't seem to be anti cord industries or whatever. She's anti her. 
using it for weapons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, using it for weapons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and that's and that that's fine and good. Honestly, I just I wish we would have learned a little bit more about her. Yeah. Um, like, what does she want? Or, I don't. I, or I don't. What does she do for the company? Yeah, we didn't. We didn't she, learn. She much. does charity, is what they said. That was their blanket statement. Oh, is the that, aunt said yeah, that when they like, were fighting. Yeah, right? she just works for like she like she does charity events. Like she works for the charity department. That's it. That's it. Yeah. And now she owns the company. Towards many industries, charity. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you like, got to get that tax write off somehow. I don't know about I don't know about you guys, but the I mean, talking predictability. Jumping back just a little bit, the second that they showed um, that uh, it's actually it's I it's not the very first shot of the movie, but it's one of the first shots when they showed, uh, what's his name? The, the big, the heavy, the yeah. mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon's, mm-hmm. um, uh, right hand. Uh, he's got that like metal yeah. thing in the back of his neck. I was like, okay, well they're going to do the end of the first Iron Man where he, where blue beetle is Iron Man. And, uh, what's his name is, uh, is iron monger. And they're going to, yeah, they're going to, they're going to fight. Yeah. yeah. Well, and uh, if you saw any kind of promotion about this movie, you saw that Blue Beetle was basically just being used like Iron Man. Pretty much. He yeah. acted the exact same way. I guess they took Blue Beetle to just be Jarvis. And yeah. Yeah. They didn't get enough out of those wings, I thought. I thought those wings yeah. were really cool. And every time he flies, it's mostly just like sound waves propelling him. Yeah. And I would have. I, I they also just didn't bit. use the tentacle th- things. No. Speaking about Not flying, at the very end when those explosions are going off. Oh, my gosh. And he's gosh. like, how do I get into the bug? I couldn't. I, w- <laughs> Tristan and I both just looked at each other like, no way. I was Is like, he running and jumping? Yeah. When you he's got this? Literally, you have wings. She can. He can fly at subsonic. Is that the right term? S- super Supersonic? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speed. And he can't. And, and then, it's designed and like, to protect yes. the host. Oh, like no. it's designed to kick in also when there is yeah. immediate. I don't yeah. know if that's comic Danger. book accurate or whatever. I don't really I know. Don't know. I don't know. But that whole bit was dumb that he couldn't just use the suit when he needed to throughout yeah. the movie. And then it's uh, at a certain point just kind of dropped. Yeah. Like uh, he says at one point, I, we're not, we're well, not killers. And then the suit goes, all right, we're not going to use any lethal force ever again. And then that, I guess, was supposed to be the moment where we learn, okay, the suit is listening to him now for some reason. Yeah. yeah. But the the suit is very, like, uh, it's very... Inconsistent? Plot device-y. Yeah. It's well, very, the whole we movie need, is. We need him to be in danger at this moment, so the, the suit has to reboot. The suit has to... Yeah. Uh, the suit isn't listening to him. The, the suit is, you know, X, Y, and Z. It's just yeah. kind of... It does... It does whatever. I think you mentioned this earlier, Easton. It does whatever it needs yes. to do for the movie to have a sort of drama facade. The whole movie is just that. Yeah. Everything is just happening so that the plot can continue to go for as long as they want it to. Sure. Yeah, and I think you guys were talking about this too after we got out of the movie. But um, after I spent 15 minutes looking for my phone that just disappeared in the chair. Yeah, when we were walking to the car. Um the and I just lost it. I don't remember what it was. We were talking about Oh, I remember. Oh okay, sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. How he's like, I'm not a killer, I'm not a killer, I'm not a killer. And then his whole family comes in and just Mercs yeah. everybody. Murders. Literally everyone everybody. with like no care in the world. His nana's like laughing at all of them. His nana is a is a 
sociopath. Yeah. Like, I mean, the and I understand the like the joke is death to imperialists, and she fought in the revolution and and uh, yeah. all, all that sort of stuff. That's the that's the joke. I get that. That's great, and it's a genuinely funny bit. However, it completely upends the the moral superiority of these. Yeah, people. and that's yeah. yeah. And isn't that the whole point of a, a superhero story? Is that the what separates heroes and villains is their sense of morality and yeah. and all that. And I don't know. Like he actively chooses to not kill uh, when he could at that fight outside mm-hmm, the house, mm-hmm. and then Nana is just like, nope. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn them into Swiss cheese, and that's that's yeah. why that's just another thing. That I think it's just the movie that like they needed him not to kill so that they could have him fight him in the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, and I that's thought it was the, funny too that like he sees his whole family shooting everybody, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna kill now too." When it's like you were so adamant yeah. not to do that, and now all of a sudden you're okay with it. They got the idea for Nana with a machine gun, and then they, yeah. and that you know what I mean. Yeah. And then they didn't well, really, they didn't really. And she's not the only one that kills. Um, George Lopez absolutely just through the heart stomps. But a and soldier. to be fair, we never heard him kind of wax poetic about, you know, not killing yeah. and No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just yeah. saying it that, makes like, a little stuff, bit more sense. The whole point is me. just the family doesn't mind killing and he does. Yeah. Sure. Is sure is sure. what I think yeah. she's getting. And I just think they just needed him not to kill for the story to progress because Blue Beetle's supposed to be a like he would have wiped and killed everyone. Sure. So the like you have to have him not kill or else there's no one to oppose. Yeah. And the only thing that can oppose him is another beetle. Mm-hmm. So you have to have him not kill, which is the only reason why they get away, which is the only reason why he gets kidnapped because he won't kill them. Yeah. So he gets kidnapped mm-hmm. and then he, and now it's two different beetles and now there's a real fight. Yeah. So I think it's just a plot. Of, like they, they, yeah. they needed him not to kill to keep the movie going. And mm-hmm. I, th- I think it's just bad writing, but I think Go the movie on. in general is poorly written. Jumping back to that heavy real quick, the second I, I uh, or no, the second time I think that I saw him open up that locket, I was like, he's killing Susan Sarandon for sure. Yeah, I was like, there's no question. Yeah. and can we talk about how brutal her death is? That he like grabs her by like the collar mm-hmm. and drags her into open flames mm-hmm. before exploding. That was pretty gnarly. Yeah, you don't see or hear anything else. So. I know, but like, but still, just like the concept is so, yeah, rad. Like it's so <laughs> crazy. But um, it was uh not to not to say too much of the friend that came and watched it with us, but he could not stand the fact that uh, I can't think of his name, uh, the the right hand man, uh. I'm sorry to do this to us, but he's getting closer. The cricket. Can, can oh you just kill gosh. him? If he gets close, close, he's, yes. He is. Where he's is okay. Cords right there. I see him. Um, whoever the right hand man, the person that he fights at the very end, the person he fights at the <laughs> yeah. very end, uh, turns good, quote unquote, kind of, yeah, because he realizes what, um, uh, Susan Serdant, which her name is Victoria. Um, yeah. Vicky uh, realizes what she has done to him his entire life and killed his mother and all that. Uh, Demi, go eat it. Those flashbacks were very confusing. I was like, there were a number of points where I was like, okay, is that? Sorry. 
Get him, Easton. Get him. Now we oh, got a snack, a snack for Demi. Yeah, he will eat it, actually. Am I, but am, am I just an idiot that found those flashbacks very confusing? Like I, I couldn't tell if that was his kid or if that was him. That was him. I think okay. it was him. But there were also, they showed a flashback of him having his head shaved uh, and like going off to war. And I gathered that that was him. Yeah. And then after those, sequentially, we cut to a different flashback of a kid that I couldn't tell if it was the same kid with long hair. And I was like, okay, is that his son and that's his wife or is that him and now i'm realizing yes that was him as a small child but he has a locket of him and his mom yeah it was his mom's locket that he took off of her corpse okay i guess i missed that okay yeah i also have to i also have another thing to admit I was actively falling asleep at, <laughs> at, at various times during this movie. That's but, so funny. So that means that was uh, that was a moment I missed. <laughs> okay. So yeah, during the flashbacks, it's the last one. Okay. Um, you see him go and pick it up. Um, so I think it was just like flashbacks that were not, uh, they weren't chronological. I was mm-hmm. about to say that. And yeah. that's why it is confusing. Like yes. they, they made it confusing and I don't know why they made it confusing. And why did why did he just all of a sudden remember those things? Had those memories been suppressed? I, or did he just was he so deep in the, you know, I think in they the had world, been suppressed in this world that he had forgotten. Because he had been tortured and all this. So I think they some like they somehow found a way to suppress him and then the beetle took yeah. them out. Okay. The beetle like when they were transferring uh, the but juice. It, but isn't the beetle just objective? Isn't the beetle just like it's not it's not good or bad. Isn't that the whole thing? Because the beetle was about to just murk everybody when he first got the, I think the, the thing. I think the love for his family. <laughs> and and that's what transferred? That is what, yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah probably. And when he gets all that power <laughs> after his family, you know? And he gets those, he gets those wings. Yeah. That's how you know he's more powerful Dude. because yeah. the things get bigger. Mm-hmm. I wanted to audibly groan when he got stronger when George Lopez, when he thought George Lopez died. Yeah. Cause I'm like, bro, you, you're this guy killed your father basically indirectly, uh-huh. I guess. And there, he's trying to kill your whole family and he's trying to kill you. And that's not reason enough. That's not reason <laughs> enough. You need, you need the anger of, yeah. if you death. want, if, if you want the, that's an excellent point, Easton. If you want, just on a screenwriting level, if you want that moment where he loses himself and he goes too far and he starts forgetting who he is and all this sort of stuff, it's that, you know, that that moment of, um, you know, when, uh, uh, like, a, the, the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man, when Spider-Man pushes the guy out the window. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you want that moment, if you want that beat, totally fine. That's totally fine. You can build that into a character's arc. However... I, I can't stand it when movies get like wishy-washy about justifications and they're like, is like, is his father dying enough of a reason for him to lose his cool? So no, it's not. We have to have a fake out death or we have to have some yeah. an, an actual death or something like that to justify him being angry. I hate that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it maybe would have made more sense if like he had gone and shot his uncle then his uncle was like under rubble and then he had like turned around and like 
uh, I really want to, I, I don't know why I can't remember the heavy's name, but he walks over and is like, he's going to finish him off. And then yeah. he musters up the strength to get up to fight one last time and sure. goes all out. Like that would make more sense, but it just is like, no, it was just more like family. Like I've got fam. Like it was just another note to be, I win because family. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. Wasn't because family. That's how you get there. And now the blue beetle is in the family too. Yes. Just doesn't get the house. Nope. Doesn't get the blue beetle's (laughs) house. (laughs) It makes no sense to me, but uh, the, uh, I, I did one one little beat that I thought was cute and charming and that I genuinely didn't see coming was I have only ever seen the Blue Beetle uh, comic book character as just like a white guy with a half mask, like a pretty typical mm. superhero look. And I thought they were going to completely disregard that you know, previous iterations of the character altogether that didn't have this fancy, yeah. you know, uh, uh, amulet or or uh, extraterrestrial thing that gave uh, that gave him powers. Uh, I thought they were just going to completely ignore that. So I thought it was kind of cute and charming that Blue Beetle is a, a another superhero that existed in another time. That the the internal logic of it makes sense. Well, and you that uh, her father was Blue Beetle without the Beetle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's a cool um, idea. And I and I liked George Lopez's uh, his character, uh, Uncle Rudy. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked his little monologue of like what that meant to yeah. the mm-hmm. the Hispanic community. Yeah, of how he felt like they were fight like he was a, a superhero that fought for them. Yeah, I yeah. thought all of that was was really cool. Batman is a fascist. I, I don't know great. if I love <laughs> I like that. I thought that was funny. It seems like something a cranky uncle that exists in this world would think. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. The right when I heard that line I was like, ooh, yeah. DC fans are not gonna be happy with that line. Yeah. Um they're not happy about anything. They'll, they'll <laughs> get over it. It's fair. If it's not Zack Snyder, they don't like yeah. it. Yeah, they'll be fine. Um but uh if they are upset, rest in the blessed assurance that everyone else is wrong. <laughs> they often do, so it's completely fine. Um, but no, I thought I thought that was really cool. Um, uh, and yeah, the cliffhanger at the end was very stupid, and we all knew it. Um, I may, again, maybe I'm just a dumb dummy, but like when when Dad uh, popped back up on the computer, I was like, huh. I didn't care, but I was like, I was like, right on. That's that's great. Well, it just said that he had left and he never came back. Yeah, and so I had genuinely forgotten about oh, it. Oh, in the, the extra scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had genuinely forgotten about it, which the movie was banking on. What I, my <laughs> assumption was that at some point it was going to be revealed that, like, when I first heard that, I was like, okay, well, Susan Sarandon murdered her dad, and that's going to be revealed at the eleventh hour, and it's going to make Jenny upset, and she's going to, you know beat her up or, yeah. or something like that. But uh the amount of people that yeah. did not kill uh Victoria her. is way too high. Yeah. Yeah. They should have killed her wild. so much sooner. Wild. Uh, I yeah. um I what was I going to say? I I remember now. There was one there was one moment that felt unnecessary like gratuitously violent to me which was when that uh that like technician that she kept uh oh yeah misnaming when he gets killed it's 
wild. Yeah. Like his blood sprays all over that little window. And yeah. then the implication is that he got like crushed or, or blown to pieces or yeah. something. I was like, that's, I'm, I don't know. And That's I'm, a little much. And it's also his big triumphant moment was also a little much for a character that we don't know. Or I, care about. The only thing I hated about it was the fact that it was just another one of those things where you have this person finally overcome the like tyrannical mm-hmm. like boss. And then, but it, it, it amounts to nothing because nothing. the person yeah. just shoots the door down in two seconds. Yes. So like, it needs to meet, like, if you're going to do that, that's fine. But it has to be, like, something that actually makes a difference. You know what would have been even more Also, the fact that he was just stand, staring at the door for 10 seconds afterwards was a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would, have, it would have been a little bit more interesting if Blue Beetle was stuck in that room with, uh, what's his name? And they he had to, like, keep him... He had to, like, Spider-Man style keep him at bay knowing that he couldn't fight him hand-to-hand while his battery was recharging, and then he could uh, use his Blue Beetle-ness to, like, blow the door open and then try and escape. I thought that would have been fun. Um, Also, uh, I wanted to make a a quick shout-out to, genuinely, to the director of this movie. Um, I, I, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he made a wonderful movie called Charm City Kings. If, uh, it's, it's this little, uh, small scale drama that's very, very good. And if you are not interested in Blue Beetle, please watch Charm City Kings instead. It is very, very good. It's from, uh, Easton's looking at it right now from like four or five years ago. Something like that. No, just 2020. Really? Oh, okay. I thought it was far, it was longer that's ago. Only than three, that. That's three years but, ago. So yeah, th- that three years off. ago. But yeah, it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful little flick that's definitely worth your time. Nothing and, on. Uh, it's not streaming on any of the services I own. So not Netflix, Disney, yeah. Amazon Prime. I think it's on. A, I think it's on uh, HBO Max. If I'm it, not if I'm not mistaken, it would show up on, on here if I because uh, I I have HBO Max and it should. It should show up on here. I vaguely because I have Patreon, but gotcha. I vaguely remember uh, streaming it somewhere, but if not, it's definitely worth the four ninety nine or five ninety nine or whatever that it costs to rent it. But it's Charm City Kings, very very good. Uh, apologies for derailing us. No, no, it's all good. Yeah, I don't see any streaming options. He, I'm if right. nothing else, I'm excited that he got a really big paycheck that he deserves. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll put that Something? right here on watch list. That also annoyed me about that scene with Sanchez sacrificing himself. His name is Jose. Sorry. Uh, De La Cruz, I think he said his his actual yeah. last name is. Yeah, his last name. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember the first name he said was Jose. I'm like, oh. That's um, funny that uh, he's the in whole something movie. Else. The whole movie is about him not being Sanchez. Like his name isn't Sanchez. Guess what he's credited as? He's credited as Doctor Sanchez. He's <laughs> in Puss in Boots, The Internship, Blue Beetle, uh, Truth or Dare, Status Update, <laughs> The Body. Oh, he's got two movies coming out this uh, this week because he's in. Am I seeing Strays? Yeah, the movie Strays. Yeah, good for him. Oh, what's the actor's name? Eight Bodies. Uh, oh, um, Harvey Golian. Harvey Golian. Right on. Good for you, man. I'm saying that correctly. Um, okay, something that irritated me about him and about the right-hand guy is how stinking long it took them to turn on her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the justification what's the for, point? Yeah, the justification for Sanchez is 
thin. Very thin. Yeah. Very it's just, thin. Like I said, it's just another thing that they do to, like, it just has to happen for the plot. Yeah. And so it's she's not smart enough to and do it, and they have to have a smart guru guy that's actually kind of an idiot. Yeah. Um, and I'm totally fine with that being the reason for him turning on her. Totally fine with mm-hmm. that. Uh, because it's indicative of other things about her, right? It's indicative of the fact that she's a racist, that she doesn't see uh, other races and ethnicities as being on her sort of level. Well, I, she, I, I, I don't understand. think she sees anybody, like any, nobody. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I think it's just the the obvious disrespect of continuously misnaming him is, is yeah. how we're meant yeah. to interpret that. And that's, yeah. that's totally fine. We didn't spend nearly enough time with him for me to be invested at all in his big triumphant yeah I, I did not care one bit and that's why i said it just has to mean more for it to really land yes and it and it didn't do anything in the slightest mm-hmm. so it feels like a wasted it maybe you have a maybe you have a obviously they, we cut to lots of close-ups of him um where he's clearly conflicted and he he doesn't feel comfortable with this whole process and he's not like a super villainous guy however he gets really close to the inner circle before he starts having yeah. that conflict. Yeah. Um, and if we want, if we wanted that moment established earlier on that it's uh, it's whatever it's it's fear. She has something she's holding over his head to keep him in place, or to you know mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. Give or, me a justification for why he's still there, or keep giving yeah. him raises. Yeah, yeah. yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe there's a moment where you know Blue Beetle is is uh, is strung up like he is at one point in that that lab, and before they start extracting his beetle milking energy, him. yeah, before they start milking Sorry, him. If you then, watch TMNT, you get that <laughs> reference. I can gotcha. Um, if if ahead of that, he has this little like uh, you know uh, Incredibles moment. Where um, it literally is a moment in The Incredibles when they're they're strung up and somebody starts pleading to Mirage to like let them go. Maybe we have a moment between Blue Beetle and uh, and that scientist where he's like, "Please, you have to let me go." You know, uh, she's going to do horrible things to me. She's going to kill me or whatever. And then he makes a point about why he's there. Maybe it's just an offhand comment about the pay or mm-hmm. uh, this is the only place I can go where my skill set actually gets paid for yeah. or something like that. It would have been on theme. It would have made sense. Yeah. And maybe they shot that moment and it got cut. But yeah. I mean, I was like, for me, it, all they had to do was like when he like had that little moment of doubt, like while they were all there mm-hmm. in the room, she was like, look, if we get this done, you'll get a $2 million bonus. Boom. One line. Sure. And that gives you some sort of like justification of like, okay, he's doing like, yeah, he's he, gonna he's gonna go through this moral, yeah. and like he obviously doesn't feel morally right about doing it. However, he's gonna suppress that because he wants to make a shit ton of money, and that like if there is a different justific like uh, motive there, they didn't show it, and that's just an easy way to yeah. at least show yeah. a reason. Sure. And then guess what? It also makes it a little bit better that he like turns it down, yeah. turns down the money yeah. just to help him leave. Tiny bit. Yeah, it's a little. It's a, you know what it is. It's something. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. something that uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Do we have anything else spoiler uh, wise that we really want to talk about? No. Okay. Um, like I. Um, <laughs> so I did really like the suit thing going. Uh, 
the beetle hitting him in the face and yeah. crawling yeah. around him. Oh, that was great. That was a lot yeah. of fun. It disappearing and uh, not knowing where it went. It went um, up his, it went up his ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, that was great. Uh, I do think the family was a, still a little bit rough in that scene. Um, See, I loved them. I, I loved, I I loved the family. Yeah. Like I said, it, for me, it was still a little rough. Um, but then, um, uh, but I still thought that whole scene was really cool. And I thought it was different than most other um superhero suit ups for the first time sure um but then yeah once they flew off once he flew off and the suit just kind of like took over but like was still stupid while it took over i was yeah i was like that that was just another thing like that felt like just the iron man bit of like sure but that's iron iron man's he's supposed to be learning how to use it this Uh was be like blue beetle was just doing it for him Yeah, yeah and i wish there was a little bit more of a like Blue Beetle would was like giving him the power to try, and that's why he was failing. And then like maybe it cuts the bus in half because he's not good enough, and then it just has yeah. to protect him. So then it does it. But they just, I don't know, just I didn't like that piece of it. So really good front half of it, and then kind of botched in the second half. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mentioned it, so I wanted to follow up. Um. Okay. Well, I guess we can end with ratings real quick, mm-hmm. and then we will end today's episode. And I think next week is uh, Gran Turismo, and if Bottoms hits our AMC theaters, we'll be. Wa- I'll be watching it. I think very, Tristan will be very excited for Bottoms. Yeah. Um, like um. But yeah. Uh. Brandon, what do you rate Blue Beetle out of? I five would give stars? it a solid two, two and a half. Okay. Out of five, I thought it was perfectly fine. Yep. I originally thought two and a half, but I really like it. So I normally, I'm like, I know this movie sucks, but I love it. So I put it really high, but I'm feeling the opposite of that this time. So I, I'll stick with two and a half. Okay. It's like, usually you rate off of like versus. Yeah, stuff, I know, so. but I'm not, fe- I'm not feeling that okay. this time. Um, I'm doing, I was going to do three and I've talked myself down to two and a half, so. Okay, that's that's where all. That's this where is I'll a stay. very milk toast middle of the road. Yeah, movie, yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah, um, I feel like I haven't had a two and a half in a long time. So two and a half is still I enjoy it. I think I've said that throughout the podcast. Two and a half is still I enjoy it, but uh, it's nothing great. Yep. Uh, two is where I start getting to bad territory. Gotcha. Um, in my personal rankings, uh, maybe sometime we'll have to run through your your. How, uh, you rate how your rating system works. See, I typically don't do star ratings. I really, like, my letterboxed is, Is it like, like and unlike? It, yeah, pretty much. You're that's, one of the likes and it. unlikes. I just don't, I don't know. I guess I don't, I don't really, I don't really think of it that way, but. Well, uh, we're not going to we force you to do anything. Stars here. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, I was going to say, we're not going to force you to do stars if you don't want to. It's like, you could be the one guy that just does like, no like. Nah, but uh, Okay, stars, okay, okay. Stars, okay. Um, all right. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week for at least Grand Turismo, um, starring, uh, uh, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> and, um, hey. how dare you disrespect David Harbour. <laughs> and David Harbour. Yeah. That's true. Uh, Chief Hopper. Yeah. How dare you? Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, probably also talk Beatles. So yeah. Uh, have a good one guys. Hey, moron. You talking to me? You talking to me? There seems to be no sign of intelligent life anywhere. Hello?
<gasps> what an idiot! Well, what do you expect? I'm the movie moron. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Don't call me stupid. Oh, right! To call you stupid would be an insult to stupid people! I've known sheep that could outwit you. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like, uh, your opinion, man. Are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no, none taken. <laughs>